What's up, hockey fans? Dev here to tell you about the greatest way to gamble in the state of Minnesota, and that is betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Right now, you can get $5 for free to bet on your favorite teams just by signing up using the promo code 10K. Yeah, and you guys can bet on a variety of sports, professional golf if you want to. I mean, the, the sky's the limit with it. You can bet with your friends. You can join competitions. And you can take our money, too. Just look out for our uh, orders when we put them out for certain games and take them up and win some money because we're dipshits. So you could for sure win some money off of us. Hey, guys, this is Kurt Cousins. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. God bless. Going Kaprizov in for a chance to win it. He's gone. Ahead. Two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nito Niederreiter wins it for the Wild! Cut off by Mata. Throws it off front. Dumba scores! Comes Brian Ralston for the Wild. Penalty shot to tie the game. Blasts it home! Oh my, what a shot! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. This is the podcast where we talk about the wild while our lady friends watch The Bachelor. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my vindictively attractive co-host, Zooch. Zooch, how are you, my dude? Hey, we're doing great. Um, Had to ditch the AirPods. Yeah, I know. I had to ditch the AirPods. I sent them through my washing machine one too many times. I'm hoping some of our listeners can relate a little bit because those <laughs> damn things are about, you know, an inch long. And <laughs> you just throw them in the, you know, inch by inch and you throw 100%. it in the washing machine way too many times. So I think that's uh, a very relatable bit. I've done it. I think anybody that has AirPods has definitely done that at least once. And I think you've done it probably like eight times. So, you know, yeah, it's, just it's eight up times. There. You're just like eight times more relatable than everybody else. Well, well, they're okay. See now, yeah, you you uh, jogged a memory, which is actually a pretty funny one. Uh, I used to work a construction job, as you you well know. Um, sure, was do. doing restoration yeah. and was driving around a lot. Had my AirPods, my radio in my van wasn't that great, so you know, you drove my AirPods. One day, couldn't find my AirPods, and I got home. Thought I lost them. Thought you know they're gone forever. I look at the map. And it, they last like whatever on the highway. I was like, oh, oh no. well, they fell out of my pocket, fell out of the van. Oh, well. Well, I found them in the van about six months later <laughs> underneath a bunch <laughs> of shit. Probably had tools smashed on them, water going through them. So they have seen a lot better days, but they still work for listening to things. So got to keep them hey, around. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I would say. The main reason you have them. 85% of the reason anybody <laughs> has AirPods. Right. <laughs> not That's very awesome. good for recording a podcast on anymore so no and thankfully you know you'll uh yeah your your new equipment's getting in soon so yep. going forward it's gonna sound a lot more like this and let's do some stick taps for production value going up wild takes go. buy you're you're buying uh buying at the right time if you're buying stock in us now yeah hey <laughs> you're right. buying, if you're buying stock in 10k you're buying it at the right time we're uh amen to the moon baby to 
the friggin' moon. All right, let's get into it. First and foremost, we got to issue a congratulations to Kevin and Jessica Fiala. Uh, they got married yesterday, according to Jessica's Instagram. So I, I guess that means that Kevin pulled like a Christian, Christian Ponder and just like randomly eloped in his bye week. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's an unintentional bye week, but hey, it works. And if if this is exactly if this is what happened and like they just kind of I thought it was odd because, you know, originally there was a game scheduled for the day that they supposedly got married. And, you know, does that mean that that was always their date? Uh, very, very unlikely. Um, much more likely is they saw an opportunity to get married in season and said, screw it, let's go. Uh, so kudos to them love that and let's hope that the christian ponder effect happens because if you remember when he married uh his wife he went off for the rest of that season even though it was only like two weeks hey christian ponder does not need to be mentioned on any minnesota podcast except for the two weeks after he got married when he was the superstar that we all thought he was going to be god man that would wouldn't that have been nice (laughs) everyone was on aboard you know all aboard christian ponder train but Typical quarterbacks, you know, that the Vikings draft or sign in free agency. <laughs> Not, I'm excluding Kirk Cousins in this because I've been, he's been, you know, better than what we. And don't forget about most Minnesota Vikings legend Brett Favre. He was all right. right. Yeah, he was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I saw a funny stat. They had like nearly identical stats, and everyone's like, well, see, that's why Brett's a winner. I'm like, well, yes, Brett was a winner, but his defense actually. <laughs> Like was a top what ten or eight defense that year. It's like that kind of yeah, they were yeah, top very good defense. They made the playoffs in 08 as a three. I believe we won the division that year too. So it's not like he was running into a slouch defense. So I'll just there's our Vikings tidbit of the week as they're yeah spiraling out of control. Looking yeah, and uh, you know as I'm I'm, not. I'm sure you know one last little bit of uh, Vikings news. Uh, but it does kind of relate to the the wild um, rumor has it that Minnesota wild slap shot coach Bo Nur is in consideration for the Minnesota Vikings job. In addition, uh, Minnesota golden gophers onside kicking coach uh, Mike Hawk also in consideration uh, coach Hawk actually released a statement in which he said that his focus right now is on the gophers and he's going to be the coach of the gophers until he's not. So we will see. What happens we'll there? See. We'll see if he's not uh, too drunk to remember the games for the next. We are waiting so. with bated breath. And <laughs> hey, it, you know, on on Minnesota Golden Gopher football, I don't know if you know Dev. I probably don't. A, they landed a nice. Uh, he didn't play much at Clemson, but they did land a Clemson defensive line transfer. That's kind of yeah. And they also they landed the number two rated cornerback in the transfer portal as well. So, uh, hey, Golden Goal for football. I don't think you should sleep on him next year. Get Nybrahim back, you know. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot to be excited about. I think Tanner Morgan's coming back, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, for his Tanner like Morgan 19th is, year of eligibility. Is, <laughs> he's a six-year vet. This guy's got a whole fucking career in the damn NCAA Division One football. It's, it's yeah, kind of funny you say that. He, you know, seems like yesterday they're playing Auburn. You know, yeah, dad's there, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's a six-year senior, and I'm like, part of me was like, hey, <laughs> come on, man, really, you're gonna Honestly, take a sixth year? 
Listen, man, I want him to just keep coming back year after year and then just go like the full Brandon Whedon bit and like his hey, NCAA uh, hey, career Chris ends Winkie when he's him. like 29. <laughs> or like Chris Winky before Brandon Whedon. Yeah. Chris Winky was like, what? Hey, that's a Minnesota boy too. My dad. That's actually, true. Yeah, I should have used the Chris Winky bit. Uh, my dad grew up with Chris Winky back in the day. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a, it's, I always laugh because it's like, Oh, growing up, it's like, Oh yeah, my buddy, Chris, he won the Heisman. And I was like, Oh, that's the coolest thing. As I got older, I learned the real story behind <laughs> it. I'm like, he was 29. Was like, oh, that's on, awesome. Man. That's like, so funny. Dad, you can't, you flex that on me when I was a kid. Like he was some you know, legend coming out of college. He's a 29 year old. The legend of Chris Winkie is still being told to this day. It is. It is. You can't <laughs> knock the hustle to 20. How do they even get, how do you get that old dude? Really? Like, oh, you know what? I, when I'm 28, I'm going to enroll at the U of M. I'm going to get super swole and I'm just going to go for quarterback. Try to win a Heisman. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like some like quarter life crisis I'm going to have. Hell like, yeah. You know what? I want to play football. That's my, uh, my go-to trivia name is the uh, quarter life crisis. So I'm right there <laughs> with you, man. Yeah, um, all right. Actually, let's get to the good get stuff. To the wild, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's touch on one of the, one of the craziest thing I've ever seen oh, at boy. an NHL hockey game. And I the know Kodak it's... Black thing? <laughs> okay, I have that in my notes for the end. But yeah, let's do it now. That was so funny. Dude, Set I'm, the scene I... in case somebody hasn't seen it. Oh, my somehow. God. The only thing funnier that happened last night was the Raptor getting in Devin Booker's head, jumping <laughs> behind the thing, and they go, they go, hey, get out of here. Get out of here, Raptor. You go over there. And they go. He makes his free throw and they pan the over corner. to the Raptor. He's taking a knee in the corner of the arena. And I'm just like, are you fucking shitting me? The There's only thing Raptor. that could have made that funnier is if the Raptor was wearing like one of those like dunce caps from those like sitcoms in the, in like Dude, the sixties. It was, I took a screen. I have a screenshot on my phone. I'm going to use that. It's going to be a meme. You know, it's going to be. A oh, meme. it's very funny. Um, Dude, but the yeah, Kodak that was the Black only thing, thing funnier. The, the Kodak Black thing is. Maybe the funniest that was maybe the funniest thing on hockey Twitter ever. Maybe, maybe ever? ever. I think it dude, uh Frank Cervelli's tweets were absolutely hilarious. Oh, I blocked him a long time ago, so I gotta dude. No, 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 no. dude. The, or I muted him. You gotta look at his anybody. replies. He was replying to people. He was like, Yeah, looks like the look I believe somebody I don't think it was him, but someone said look like looks like the Vancouver Canucks. Couldn't quite come from behind like Kodak could tonight. <laughs> um, actually, there's a great, uh, great moment. Uh, friend of the show, uh, WPLG's Ian Margul, uh, informed me that their local broadcast led with the headline in the 11 o'clock news that read, Panthers pound the Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you Dude. haven't, if you haven't seen the the video somehow, um, I don't know how to explain this without sounding super creepy. So I'm just going to go out and say it. Um, the rapper Kodak black was at the Florida Panthers game last night as a fan in a luxury box. And then one of the camera guys in the stadium caught him appearing to be having sex doggy style with a woman in his box. And <laughs> They put the, the the broadcast caught it and it just got put on Twitter, and Twitter did its thing. Dude, um, 
Oh my god, you Dev, you can't leave out the best part of this. The NHL Twitter, literally 40 <laughs> minutes before the NHL Twitter, this is by far the greatest part about this. Tweets, oh, for sure. oh hey, Kodak Black. And the it's not that they tweeted, you know, whatever. It's that they had him in the outfit. You see the outfit. Yeah. And it's clear as day, the exact same outfit in the suite, right next to the players and the GM and the owners, right next yeah. to all the black suits. And he, he is, is just laying pipe in the fucking suite right is, next to him. He is maybe at the moment of the video when they catch him <laughs> just going. Uh, I, I, I'm going to just refer to it as high sticking. Uh, <laughs> they catch him boarding. high sticking, and he is boarding. He is maybe, maybe fifty feet from the owner of the Florida Panthers. <laughs> maybe it's unbelievable. Dude, it, like it, Bill, Bill Zito's right there. Yeah, dude, and and I'm pretty sure Kodak <laughs> tweeted from his personal account uh, oh, a picture of him and the female. So you can't like. There's no way to go. No, that wasn't Kodak. And no, no yeah, no, no, it, no. It, it was 100 is because the female you posted your selfie with had the same fucking wig. Like, dude, yeah. it was the craziest video I've ever seen in my life. It was and so. Funny. I don't think it's even close. Like, oh my god, man! At a fucking NHL game, and then uh, I believe Mike Grinnell of Spitting Chicklets tweeted, "Yeah, well, how about he tries this at the Winter Classic?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a bummer for him. I will yeah. say, just to to cap this off, this is my my last pun. So I was involved. Uh, Auburn and Alabama were playing basketball, um, and Auburn basketball, the Twitter game there is an entirely different animal. So that had uh, all yeah. my focus on the night. Um, yeah, I'm well aware, Dev. <laughs> Five thousand replies to the oh, Auburn. Yeah. Or to the, the Alabama, to the Alabama account. Come it was on, terrific. Man. They turned off replies. It was very funny. Coward move, Alabama basketball account. Anyway, all this to say, what happened in Miami during the hockey game last night, it was a true Kodak moment. <laughs> all right. Dude, that's, my, that's my last shitty that's your final. That's t- your final part. Yeah. yeah. My final part is, I don't know if he enjoys being in the pen. But he's definitely going to be serving some uh, time in the penalty box. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. he definitely spent a lot of time in the box last night. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, yeah. But the Raptor, though. I'm, I'm just The Raptor was the very Raptor, funny. That was very funny because they, I, uh, Rob Perez, if you don't follow him on Twitter, please oh, yeah. just do yourself. the the. If you're not a basketball guy, I don't care. I, I wasn't a basketball guy when I started following him, and now I am kind of a basketball guy. He... You want to talk about growing a game. I'll just leave it at that. Rob Perez is the man. But, um, yeah, he tweeted a (laughs) – he dug deep and he found, like, the actual video of the Raptor, like, what he was doing to Booker. And he was just jumping behind the rim. He was just doing his thing, man. And the best part is it was in Toronto where there are no fans. No fans. He was the only – None whatsoever. And, And like, if you've ever taken a free throw in any level – at any level, you have to tune out opposing fans right. booing and talking smack and everything. And Devin Booker, who is apparently like mentally as soft as ten ply, right. just decides, all right, you know what, we got to get this raptor out of here. He He's doing jumping jacks in my eyesight, and like you know, twenty thousand screaming fans I can handle, but one right. guy in a raptor suit doing jumping jacks, <laughs> get that out of here. No, you have to see Rob Perez's tweets. But I'm sure oh, I've everyone seen it. had it's very funny. Tweet. 
dude, he was like the raptor after the game. It was like from Jurassic Park looking into the car. <laughs> like the ra- and I guess I guess the raptor went to the son's locker room after the game, and which makes it even better. And he like yeah. apologized to Booker, and they're cool now. He's like, not nah, yeah. me and the raptor Booker, are cool. We're homies now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, uh, it was so funny. Oh my god, it was so, it, so funny. <laughs> All he did was jump a little bit behind it, and they're like, "Hey, take a knee." In the in the the broadcasters were funny too. If you heard them, they're like, "Oh man," he's like, "That ain't right. That ain't right." It's not. He's, yeah, he's like, "That ain't right." It's like the only fan in here, the Raptor. He's like, "That ain't right." <laughs> I agree. I agree. Broadcasting team. Um, th- yeah. So okay, let's mo- let's move from Toronto to Montreal. Um. Montreal has claimed our beloved Remington bolt action rifle pit lick off of waivers. This is a devastating moment for the dozens of people that are um, the diehard rem pit lick people, including our good friend state of hoppy. I don't mean to make fun. You know, I hope that he does extremely well there. I also am choosing to look at this to, I mean, Dean and Billy G were very clearly not thrilled with how Rem had been playing. Um, You know, he's got six or seven goals on the year and he's playing, you know, I think he's played like, okay, but he's not playing He, I think he's playing well, but he's just not playing the role that they need him to play. And that, all, all that to say, Matt Boldy and Connor Dew are probably here for the rest of the season now. I think okay. that's what that move corresponds to. You, you can pull up, you know, Matt Boldy, you know, Dewar, Rossi, but how can't you pull from this? How are they going to pick up Rem Pitlick and not Victor Rask? I mean, come on, how is Victor Rask going to go unclaimed? Come on, NHL teams, how is he going to go unclaimed? You're really not going to claim, you know. The golden boy here, Victor Rask, know, right? the, the the superstar shooting percentage, Victor Rask. All he does is get in the lineup and score goals. You're really not going to pick him up, but you're going to, you know, pick up Rem Pitlick. Come on. Come on, Montreal. What are you doing? I know. So next time we send Rask down NHL teams, you better be fucking taking him, okay? I have a theory. He, I have he's a, a very good to, player. I have a theory as to why Montreal didn't take Victor. Because they are committing to bottoming out this year and they know that if they bring in Victor Rask he's gonna <coughs> set off something in whoever their top players are gonna be for the rest of the year <laughs> there ain't no doubt there uh, we've seen it happen four dozen times with Kaprizov where no, it makes sure. no sense but he but jumps as, soon, as soon as you need it he can just be there to jumpstart him mm-hmm. and it, it it truly makes no sense and I think that Montreal was terrified that the same thing might happen to like Cole Caulfield. Well, no, on a serious <laughs> note though, I think that's exactly like I'm being dead serious, but I'm, I think that's why you keep Victor Rask around. And literally the only reason you keep Victor Rask around, because it, like what you just said, I don't think I've ever heard a truer statement. He jump starts the living piss out of Kaprizov. For some reason, when Kaprizov no plays with shit player, like Victor Rask. I do not like shit. play with shit player. Yeah, he's like, I don't play with shit player. <laughs> so they put with Victor Rask on his line. He's like, okay, get this shit player off my line. So he plays better. I mean, it just works. It works out it's, every it's unbelievable. single time. 
It's my like, favorite thing. How many thing. times has it's... he really? This year he did it too. It was yeah. They literally. He was. He, everyone was talking about how the contract wasn't whatever, and I think it wasn't. They weren't even playing together, Deb. It, he somehow got. He got. He got left on the ice. Victor came out, fed him in the slot, and he scored. I was like, no Immediately. fucking way. I was like, no fucking way. Like, and then he's he got accidentally on... out here. And then he got put on the line. No, then they got put on a line together, yep. and he scored two more times. And he scored again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rass scored. I was like, okay. It's like yeah. enough. It's unbelievable. But yeah. Um, but back to your Boldy point. Um, Matt Boldy's yeah. here to stay, man. And, and, and so uh, is Dewar. Dewar. Hey, man, Dewar, I'm Dewar is too. very impressed with Dewar. And the Wild are starting to get healthy too. Um, yes, they are. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Bruins game. We all saw it. Um, we all saw what happened with Trent Frederick and Kaprizov. And Trent Frederick, you know, beating up on... Uh, Kalagoski and no, it was, um, yeah, or Kulikov. It was Kulikov. Oh, yeah, sorry. He beat the shit out of Kulikov. I don't <laughs> even know what Kulikov was doing. Like, honestly, like when I watched it, I kind of got pissed off at him. I was like, dude, what are you doing? It's no, like, it was the right call. No, it was the right call. Cause it was immediately after he had that hit on Kaprizov. Well, right. No, and- no, 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 no. Yes. It's the right call to fight him. But why the fuck did he stop fighting him midway through the fight? He's just like, see, like put his hands up and he was like done fight. I was like, what are you doing? He's, he's not a fighter. Yeah, I guess. Dude. I mean, that's, that's the but short answer. Wailed on, he, fall down. He did you his know? best. Wailed on. I'm like, dude, yeah. I was like, come on. But Hey, I, you got to stick tap for him because that so you got to step up for your star player. He's the closest one to him. Drop the mitts. Did his best impression. I just love the Boston fans. Yeah. Freddie Dekulikov, you know, I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, I would hope like, that he okay. can beat him up. I could right. probably beat up Dmitry and, Kulikov. Yeah, and then and then guess what? I I, I don't want to say I called it, but I tweeted. I was very mad, and you could tell. Here comes him, Marcus Bellino. <laughs> yeah, I said, uh, I said, you know what? Feed that bum-ass, whatever, Trent Frederick to uh, Marcus Felino and call this a night. And I, I like had a typo in it. A couple things yeah. spelled wrong. You could tell I was just heated because. We're so mad, as we should be. Well, That's right. I mean, that was a bum hit. Yes. Okay. Did he let up at the end? Of course. But you're not just going to fucking run somebody from behind at full speed. You obviously are going to let up a little bit. But still, you hit him. You didn't need to. There's no, no need to hit the guy. I don't give a shit if you ran into him at a mile an hour. And then you got to listen to these Boston reporters saying, you you guys never played hockey at a high level. It's like, shut the fuck up. If you I've, I've never played at hockey at a high level. You know, you go for the puck most of the time. These dudes the, are the fucking puck that's a solid 18 inches from Kaprizov. Oh my god, dude! Like, if dude, yes, high school is not the highest level, but you watch Minnesota high school hockey, these kids aren't looking to line up fucking monster hits, dude. Guess what they're doing? No. They're playing the puck because that's what you're there to do. You're trying to score goals, you're trying to, you know, help right. your team to win. And, and what then, he did, yeah, he looked down at the puck. You can see him looking at the puck. It's right there. Play it out of the zone and turn around and go with your team. No, he went in and finished a hit on a player who didn't have the puck. So don't fucking preach to people. You never played at a high level. The game is fast. No, good players look for the puck. They see the puck and they don't go and hit a guy that's already out of the play. And that's okay? the thing. Trent Frederick is a good player. Like he is a good player. That was a, it was a bitch move, but he's a, he is a good player. He understands what his role is. He's a pest. He is also young too. So like, you know, he still is trying to prove himself. I think he's like 23 or 24. He is 23. Yeah. And like, you know, he's not, he's not like a, he's not an established guy. 
He's he's not the uh, you know Brad Marchand two point or whatever. Who is a very it. good hockey player? I want to. Who is? Yeah. Who? Yeah. He's not. Yeah. Brad um, Marchand may get a lot of grief because he is a little rat fuck out there. That dude is a good hockey player, man. Yeah, and absolutely. I, he's and, a very and, good hockey player. And to me, I see a lot of that same energy in Trent Frederick. I don't see the skill though. Uh, the skill's not skill. the skill's not there. But that like if they if, play the if, same. If Marchand wasn't such a fucking rat, like oh yeah. He dude, would be considered among the best players Could in the be league. Being a rat, fuck, dude. You, yes, I agree, dude. I agree a hundred percent. Brad Marchand would be in the conversation as a top five player if he wasn't such a rat, fuck. On the I don't know about top five, but top oh, dude, he, I, I'm, 10, I'm a 10 to fifteen, dude. He's a great player, man. He, he is. is. No, absolutely. Dude, watching I'm him just in saying, that wild like, game, I was like, dude, this guy doesn't quit because I've watched a few Bruins games this year, and I was, he just really. Over the years, I always thought he was overrated and he's just a little rat and scores goals because he plays with good players. No, man, that, that he's, he's a good, good hockey player. And I and and people put him in the same boat as Tom Wilson. I want to slap him upside the head. No, <laughs> it's like, no, Marshan is so much more skilled, dude. They're not yeah. even close. Don't even no, that's don't not mention the them thing. in the same sentence, you know? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I say, let's say, minus the Kaprizov injury, that game was awesome. That awesome was game. super fun. Yeah. Um, I cannot remember the last time that I've seen refs actually call two penalties on two different players at the same time. That game was hammered. And we got <laughs> we got that twice in one game. And I truly in one can't period. remember the last time yeah. I've seen it. In, yeah, in, twice in, in the first period. Minutes. In five minutes. Like <clears throat> and they both were killed off. Or that no, we scored. We scored yeah. Wait, no, because uh, the Bruins we, scored. We killed off the, we killed off theirs and then we scored on the first one of ours. Um and not the second one. No, because they scored on a five on four right after. I'm pretty sure. Right. Or a four on that four. was a different penalty, though. Yeah, it was. It was. The refs love to blow the whistle, and then in the with like eight minutes to go, they just decided to swallow. Yeah. The whistles. No, no. The Minnesota Wild, the past two games have been absolutely fucking hammered. They were drunk as shit. Um, first of all, when's the last time you've seen an own goal on a penalty? Actually, penalty. yes. Okay, I wanted to bring that up too. Let's let's what? move on to the other game. The um, stick taps to Carl uh, Hagelin for scoring Marcus Foligno's hundredth goal. <laughs> yeah, that's an incredible trivia stat. I cannot remember the last time I've seen. Like you don't see own goals very often anyway, but if you do, it's like usually after like the goalie's been like pulled, pulled. Exactly. Yes. I I truly can't remember the last time I've seen. A delayed penalty that led to an own goal. Um, I I, I, can't, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Me and my dad were talking about this, and he he said in his you know forty eight, he's almost fifty. Yeah, I should say forty nine. In his forty nine years of living, he has seen that one other time, and the only other time I think I vaguely remembered. I was super young. It was a high school game oh between Hill Murray and Benilde St. Margaret's, and it happened in <laughs> overtime. Oh no! Benilde scored on their own net in overtime. It might have been oh. either way, one of the two teams. But it was like that was the only other time he's even like sniffed or heard about that happening. That's and I brutal. was like, "Well, right." And he he's also been the rink manager, not manager, but he uh, works the Benilde's hockey games. He's been doing that for like twenty two years, like the longest time. So he's seen damn you know most of the games. So he's like, that's the only time I can even remember slightly that happening. Like yeah, anything similar to that. And uh, yeah, in an no, NHL I mean, game, nonetheless, 
What I've I've means? seen a lot of crazy stuff. Um, you know, I've been watching hockey for twenty something years. Right. Yeah, obviously not the same as your dad's uh forty nine, but like I've I've been right. watching hockey for a long time as well. I I can't remember seeing ever anything ever yeah, like that. He was blown away. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think about. Um, I so the rest the other part of that game too is obviously Kaprizov misses it with the injury. We mm-hmm. don't know what it is. We assume shoulder. Um, you know that's it's a bullshit move by Trent Frederick. We get it. We move on because apparently Kaprizov's going to be okay. Um, the report came out. We're recording this on a Wednesday. The report came out that um. Uh, Kaprizov is expected to play on Friday against, um, I'm totally blanking. Anaheim. Anaheim against the Ducks. Uh, yeah, Kaprizov tell me is that ex- contract wasn't worth it, Dev, please. I want to hear. Oh, come on now. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, so, seriously. Yeah, Kapri- the, the Kapri- Russian machine don't break, man. That that guy, oh my God. If it's true and he's, he's 100% healthy, which obviously – these coaches and GMs and the the, the uh, trainers, they're not fucking stupid, dude. They're not going to throw Kaprizov out there if he's not 100% ready to go. Or if he's not. not 100%, he's at least like 98%, right. and like just they don't want him to get rusty. Yeah, and guess what? He's fine. Uh, the hit, I mean, I'm just going to, I don't get why everyone's like, oh, March 16th, it's the blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude. He missed a game. It was a cheap hit. Like, I get it. You guys want to burn the fucking. Burn, I, burn listen, I was all aboard the March 16th market down bandwagon. Uh, if I was he was all injured on that. for a long period of time. And exactly. I was exactly. all on that train. And then he missed a game and it looks like he's going to be and just you fine. Clearly so, see, like, I'm good. I'm sorry. You clearly see Trent Frederick letting up a little bit at the end of that hit. He didn't go full bore into Kaprizov. Did you I see, he, uh, you see his press conference too? I didn't. I did not. Uh, so if you didn't see the press conference, um, I think it was the next day. It was I don't think it was the post game because I don't think he spoke to the media post game. But I think it was the next day. He is like very clearly emotional about the hit. He says, you know, I'm just trying to make a I'm just trying to make a play, which like, OK, whatever. You have to say that um, I'm just trying to make a play. And then you can see him like clearly get upset. And he goes, I was definitely not trying to hurt him. You never want to see injury in this game. I get it. I'm sorry to Kaprizov. I hope he's OK. Dude, and, it's a heated game, man. It's yeah. You know, you know. Earlier in the game, Kaprizov did that, you know, thing at the at the that was awesome. Mark, <laughs> you know, but anyone who's played hockey, I don't care any fucking level. Anyone who's played hockey, you get you're on the ice. Someone from the other team does something. You remember that number. You're going to the bench. You're like, oh, look at that guy right there. You know, that that's the guy right there. You know, and this guy here that, that yes, uh, he, taught me where to line up at the faceoff circle. Right. Like I haven't been playing hockey for yeah. 20 years. Well, you know that pissed him off, and you know he was like, I'm. I know I yeah. said earlier they're not looking to line him up, but if someone out there's being a dickhead, you know, cheap shotting people. Yes, you got. He's got a target on his back, and he's probably going to get hit. Part of me feels like Trent Frederick was offended, was looking for Kaprizov, wanted to land a hit, and saw him there. Made the decision. Was like, oh shit, he's going down. Let up a little bit. Hit him. He wasn't trying to hurt him. I mean, dude, you can't tell me he wasn't letting up at the end of that hit. It was. He didn't go full bore. He didn't cross check him in the back. Obviously, there's a reason to be pissed in the moment, but it. Yeah. It's an intense 100%. game, dude. It's hundred percent hand up. And like, you know, I did the same thing. My emotions got the better of me. I was super mad. Um, 
you know, I, but let's it's stop almost like a no blood, no foul and tweets about it. Okay. Let's just, yeah. Yeah. This uh, is yeah, enough, let's not be dude. dickheads to yeah, the, okay. you know, the, the, the one guy in wild Twitter that has a Boston connection. Let's not be assholes. And is actually a really good dude and is not like any of these Boston fans you'll talk to. So also let's, let's just fucking... not be dickheads in general. Like, right. Go ahead and chirp any chirp away all about, you, you know, we're all, all for chirping, but like, when you're just going out and just poking the bear just to poke the bear, like, come on, relax, make some yeah. better, make some better life choices, go outside, take a breath of fresh air. It's what minus two. Don't today. live vicariously through your favorite teams. It's okay. If they lose, they don't give a shit about you. So, you know, let's just, you can cheer for your team, but let's not get fucking, you know, yeah, aggressive absolutely. with other people because something happens, you know, a hundred percent. Um. All right. On that note, before we wrap up, I want to give a uh, another stick tap shout out to John Merrill. He's going to be sticking around for what at a least three more years. Of what a I love this. The man. I I want to get the exact him at one point two mil a year. Three three years, one point two mil a year. I want to get this man. exact verbiage just right. The man, the myth, the mullet. What a guy! Like this is going to be great. Like, is Hartman on the same deal? Uh, is he a two-year? Hartman's no. Hartman's on three-year, but he his uh, Hartman's got two years after this year. This will kick in next year. So no, no, no. no I know, but they're at like one point two mil a year. Uh, I think Hartman's making like one point eight. Either way, man, that's fucking great contracts right there. Great. Yeah, no. Players. The the Ryan Hartman contract is maybe the best contract in hockey. Dude, this John Merrill one is not bad for a dude. A downright shutdown number five defensive pair. I'm like, he's great. Shutdown, shutdown. He's a great defensive defenseman, man. He he is. Really, and with Kulikov, I I've said this a hundred times. All these, all our defensive pairs play the same style of hockey. You got one that can really jump up in the play and make plays happen, and you have one that just plays very sound defense. Yep, oh, absolutely. I mean, no, he's discount awesome. Ryan Suter. Nothing happens when he's on the ice. On right. either side, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's two, uh, there's two years left of Hartman's deal at one point seven. So I was close. I said one point. Amazing. 8. Yeah, that's maybe and the best contract Boldy in hockey. Ross, this Merrill contract short, is very, very good. Dude, oh my god! Just talking about it doesn't get you so excited. Oh just my god! Like, yeah. I love the future of this team, dude. I, Me too. I, I mean, I really think Zuccarello will be in the locker room too for the next couple. What has he got? Three more years left. Look that Zuc up. Zuc has three more years at six. Um, Fuck yeah, man! And the thing with the other thing too with with uh, with the Lizard King is his no move turns into a modified no trade after after next year, I believe. So when there's two years it. two years left, so. I don't God forbid them, we need to move on. We'll be able to. I right. don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But if we do, we're I feel there. like he's he's on this team as long as Kaprizov's here, man. I just I would I, agree. I just feel like I, he is he. Well, give me a reason why you you would move Zuccarillo. He's a point of game player at age. No, he's what, playing 34? awesome. The <laughs> he's, only he's, the only reason that anything would ever happen there is a cell mode sell i think if we're in sell mode too i uh, i don't also, see us being in sell mode we won't in the be. next three that's years what I, that's why i'm saying that i don't see him going anywhere i mean maybe yeah. a cap i don't would he be a cap casualty though with all these low signings and rookies coming up though i mean you can kind of i don't of, think it happens i'm just i'm pointing out the only way that i think it possibly would happen i agree no i see i just get defensive with my zuccarillo 
No, absolutely. Listen, um, I didn't, I didn't get it the first year, but you and I have both been very much on the train of like, okay, we get it now. Well, with, hey, uh, I don't, I, with I, the liked, King. I didn't like the, 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 the term yeah, um, yeah. for a signing. I was always, when I saw we signed Matt Zuccarillo, dude, I've always been a big fan of Matt Zuccarillo. When he got traded to Bo- or, uh, Boston, fuck, we've been talking about Boston Dallas. this episode, Dallas. And he made that, uh, he had a very good debut injured came back for the playoffs and lit it up again i was like you know what i kind of like this cat he's he's been around for a while he's a good player and then we signed him i'm like cool i just remember when we signed him all the rangers fans yeah they came up and we're like oh you're gonna love this guy it's like all right cool (laughs) they literally were too if you go to the signing they're like oh take good care of him we love yeah we miss our guy and then you know that was back when he was just a zuki but you know now of course he is the beloved lizard king of minnesota (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend hates that Nick. That's her favorite player ever. Like, that's the only reason she watches sure. um, Wild Games is because of Matt Zuccarello. And, fair. and she she goes, I hate the nickname Lizard King. I hate it. She's like, <laughs> he's not a Lizard King. He's not sticking his tongue out to get things all over the ice. I'm like, hey, yeah. this is the nickname. He is the Lizard King. There's the Blame. Tiger King. Blame Paul is, Fenson. Uh, yeah, we have the Tiger King, which I can't remember his name right now. But um <laughs> Fuck, what was his name? Yeah, everyone always remembers Carol Baskin. <laughs> no one ever uh, Joe that. Exotic. Joe Exotic, yes. Joe Exotic. They released a season two to his uh I did. Show. I just watched it uh the oh, other you night. You did? How was it? Um obviously not as good as the first one. Not right. as like That's... that shit crazy. It's entertaining. <laughs> it they also set it up to in such a way that like there's very clearly gonna be a third edition of it the first like episode or two is like super meta they're just basically spending the whole time talking about how tiger king took off and how it changed the lives of the people in it and then they do like a true crime style episode where they're like what really happened to carol baskin's husband and then they talk about how joe exotic's gonna like is like trying to get out of prison he's like suing a bunch of people and and yeah it it gets messy yeah i actually think i i really do think uh she killed her husband if we're gonna <laughs> talk about that but spoiler I, alert here we go yeah, uh yeah no if you uh if you like if you like if you want to know more about that aspect of it they um they interview her husband's daughters okay. and this like random youtube detective and a uh like a civil rights attorney who is deciding to represent them in some form of criminal law and they have like an entire episode just dedicated to the mystery of like what really happened with this guy. Apparently he's involved with like the Colombian mob or something like that. It's very Well that that uh, was my that was my thing too. <laughs> I laughed because I saw it on Twitter and they're like she was like, Yep, he sent me a letter. He's alive here. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay. I was like, okay, they keep sent, yeah, that was one of the letter. That was one of the funniest here. parts about that uh that whole like section <laughs> is they interviewed they interviewed his like secretary the husband's secretary <laughs> and it's like i don't know 20 30 years later right and you know the mystery is still unsolved and they're talking to the secretary and she's getting all emotional it's like oh she was like very clearly in love with this man <laughs> and everybody's like no 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 just his secretary it's like ah! I, listen i've Those had a lot of gr- i've yeah. had a lot of great bosses in my life if one of them went missing and in 20 years, you came up to me and you're like, what do you think about this guy? I'd be like, oh, he was such a good boss. I hope he's, you know, I hope that whatever happened, you know, he's okay. I wouldn't get all choked up and emotional <laughs> about it. 
Oh my god, we have really run the gamut on this episode of Wild. Yeah, Peaks. all over the place. Um, we, uh, hey, they, but it's okay. The Wild at day, they haven't been playing. We had two two games against Eastern Conference teams that we ended up winning, and I yeah, don't know, it's just you know not not all much right. happened. I can't wait to get into a regular schedule with the Wild. We're so close. We are so so close. All right, last thing in the episode before we get into our Wild takes. Eric Stahl back in the news. He oh, yeah. is, according to Ken Campbell, he is apparently planning to sign an AHL uh, contract and a PTO with the Iowa Wild so that he can get back in game shape over the next couple of days and report to Canada so that he can play on Team Canada in the Olympics. So Eric Stahl's kind of back with the Wild. That's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we always loved Eric Stahl. He's our all-time leading uh Goal scoring a year for the Minnesota Wild, so that's kind of sure cool. is. I um, have a, uh, I still have a koozie that is the Minnesota North Stalls, and it's the old North Stars logo, but with the where the star is above the N, it's uh, Eric Stall's face. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love it, dude. He was a good, uh, good player for the Wild. Yeah, I'm glad. That, I'm glad that we're uh, we're helping him out so we can play in the Olympics. I think shows what kind of franchise we got here. Shows, uh, yeah, he's played with like. Good- yeah. Well, that's the thing is he's played with several different franchises right. and like the Hurricanes AHL team is in Chicago. So it's not like, you know, if right. you wanted to go back to the Hurricanes, it's not like he has to go to, you know, come to North Carolina. Although don't get me wrong. If the checkers were still the, the Hurricanes affiliate and I could see Devin Dubnik, Eric Stahl back on the same team, I would be at every game. Don't get me wrong. Right. But. Oh, that's right. Doobie is there. Hell yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> Doobie. the Charlotte Checkers goalie room right now is one of the funniest like combinations of goalies. It is so it's Devin Dubnik, obviously. Mm-hmm. Spencer Knight, which is very funny to me. Uh Joey Dickord or Dackard. Oh my um, god, what the fuck? <laughs> and some guy named Chris Gibson. Dude. I've never heard. Is that the best AHL goalie room? (laughs) Very possible. I think, I mean, Spencer (laughs) Knight's going to get called back up here. If he's not already back up, he's going to get called up soon. That's Um, why it's hilarious though. You got just a young stud, old Devin Dubnik that needs to be put back in the stable. And then Joey Decord, who's like, that's a noticeable name. Like you've heard of it before, but you're like, I don't think he's very good, but no, he's fine. He's like a solid guy. Played in the, played in the show for, I don't know, five years. Something like that for dude. Cause that name is familiar. That's why I laughed when you said it. Uh, Ottawa. That's fucking right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Shit. Cause everyone has talking about how bad the goalie room in Ottawa was. And he was in it, dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then, um, he is down. Okay. I'm looking at this thing right now. He's down. In... The reason that he is in Charlotte is because he is who, the Kraken took from Ottawa in the expansion draft. So he is a, he is a Seattle Kraken that is uh, on loan to the Charlotte checkers because they don't have an AHL team. Uh, Correct. Yeah. So the, the Charlotte checkers are um, Devin Dubnik, half of the uh, Florida Panthers and half of the Seattle Kraken. And that's, that's what makes up the (laughs) roster. Sorry, I just can't help but laugh. That's just hilarious to me. It's terrific. They're like, they're like, hey, just mix them up down there. It is it's, terrific. It's it's it the, is it's, so funny. It's the checkers. Games are the games are a blast, dude. Honestly, 
I don't know why the fuck this just popped in my head, dude. This is just how this episode's been. Don't the wild have Cody McLeod? Cody, McC- Cody McLeod? If you really want to get petty with the Boston Bruins, oh you pull God. up Cody McLeod on the, the March 16th, and you put him on the ice every single time Trent Frederick's out there and just watch <laughs> the magic happen. <laughs> that would really be wanna, very funny. If you really want to fucking start some shit. Um, uh, good call. Yeah, Cody McLeod is a... He, uh, the only reason I thought of this is because he's like 38 years old and Devin Dubnik's like 38 years old. And so I was yeah. like, oh, it's like the Papa Bears on these... Not, not only... Not only is Cody McLeod on the Iowa Wild. Don't say it. He's wearing an A, baby. (laughs) That's incredible. Did did he not put one of our star players in the coffin back in the day? Not a star player, but did he not do something in the playoffs? Uh, He, I think it was, I want to say it was Eric Halla. Oh, was it? Dude, wasn't it Not the Not the one where he went to the boards, because that was with, um, that was against St. Louis. But there was, it was when he was with the, uh, avalanche in that yes that crazy yes, series yes and i want to say it was eric Halla that he just like hit into the shadow realm Abused. and <laughs> just completely fucking put them in exactly into the shadow realm yeah he just banishes banishes Halla into the shadow realm i want to say it was Halla. somebody that's listening will be like no no it was i'm gonna say it was know. spurgeon i thought it was spurgeon it very well might have been spurgeon it might be brodeen but <laughs> could be Dumba. <laughs> it definitely wasn't Dumba. No, I because I would I would remember if it was Dumba because uh the jackass fans online would bring it up oh, every yeah. time. No, um listen, who knows? Anyway, I do remember though it was it was in that in that series that we all remember so fondly. Which was that the last time the Wild won a playoff series? I don't want to get sad here. What uh twenty fourteen? No, it wasn't 15, they fifteen no twenty fifteen against blues. We didn't win that. Yeah, we played when they were the number one seed. Yeah. We beat them. We definitely beat the blues. Oh, the next year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, crazy you're right. Scored that crazy, like sharp angle shot. And I just I'm, had the years no, mixed up. I thought that came out. I thought that was the was year Josh, before. Was it I almost said Josh fucking Allen? Why is he on my head? Jake fucking, Allen. Jake Allen was he the fucking was he the goalie for them that year? Probably. I want to say, dude, if we if that okay, so you're gonna tell me that year he just wants to be chicken shit and letting every goal that was wild shoot on him. But when we when we're like a cup favorite, d- don't even <laughs> tell me we weren't. We were a cup favorite. We were one of the highest. Oh yeah, odds I'm still upset Cup's about that. that. And we lost in round one. I fully was like, yes, for the first time in my life, I'm going to see the Wild win a playoff. They're going to stomp the Blues. Don't even fucking, don't even look at them. They're going to stomp the Blues. And then we're going to get somebody in the second round. We're going to go to the at least the conference finals. This is the team. This is the year. And no, it wasn't. Obviously. And it was, uh, it was not. Spoiler alert. And it's gone. <sighs> <sighs> That's a bummer. All right. Well, let's um, let's wrap this up here. And let's let's do some wild takes. We're gonna end the show the way we end every show by giving off our wild takes. Zooch, please give us your wild take. Okay, wild take, and this one might be very wild. So obviously, everybody knows the Vikings let go of their GM and head coach. What? What's crazy? Um, and now there's just like leaks coming out. They're not fucking talking to any coaches seriously right now. And if you think no. they are, you're delusional. 
But the name that's coming up is Nathaniel Hackett. Ooh, who's Nathaniel Hackett, you ask? That is the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. My wild take is the only reason he is in, you know, conversation right now is because the Minnesota Vikings want to pull him off to the side <laughs> and distract him with a long, very long two or three drawn out process. process during uh, maybe, I don't know, right before a playoff game. You know, in the divisional round, kind of like so this, something you're that saying that this is gonna to, be like a three week interview process. Yeah, kind of like what happened to our offensive coordinator the last time we made the playoffs. You know, fielding interviews the week of a damn divisional game against the 49ers and just you know, yeah. still can't get the Browns into the playoffs. Fuck you, Kevin Stefanski. Um, <laughs> I'm still salty about that. I I will never fucking let him live that. That is so fucking stupid to me. You would go to Cleveland. Yeah. Enjoy your one playoff berth and enjoy going right back into the shadow realm that we sent uh, Eric Howler <laughs> Spurgeon to still salty about that. But yeah, my wild take is that's the only reason you're hearing his name come up in the conversation is I think the, the Vikings want to play games and they want to bring on, you know, a couple interview process with the Packers offensive coordinator, maybe get them a little jumbled up. Maybe getting his loyalties question. <laughs> All right. I can dig it. I can definitely dig it. I was going to, my the last part to it, I was going to predict who the coach was, but I don't know without a GM in place. We don't, I, yeah. It's yeah there's no way. There's not even guess. a point to even guess, you know? Nope. Not at all. So that my, That's why my wild take is left at that. There we go. All right. My wild take is that the wild are currently on a two game winning streak. And I'm going to predict that this winning streak is going to extend all the way to seven. I think that the Wild are going to win their next five games. Part of that is because the team is starting to get healthy. Uh, part of that is because the team is starting to get hot. And the biggest part of that is because uh, our next like eight games are not. It's we have a we have a, a nice little part in the schedule that's not going to be terrible. Our next games are uh, the Ducks, the Avalanche, who are very good. Um, the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks again, uh, in back-to-back days, back-to-back nights. And then we play the Habs, and then we go to Madison Square Garden and play the Rangers. The only games there that worry me are the Avalanche and the Rangers. I think that the Wild beat the uh, beat the Avalanche. They play, uh, they play at 3 o'clock Eastern time on Monday. So happy Martin Luther King Day. Let's honor Dr. King in the only way that I know how and just embarrass a hockey team from Colorado. That's, that's the way that, uh, that I've always celebrated. So yeah, yeah, I I think that, uh, I think the wild are going to extend their winning streak to at least, at least seven and put ourselves right back at the top of the division where we belong. Well, it's not like we're not, I I mean, to your point, I don't think we're not at the top of the division. We're still, we have games in hand and all the teams. We have a lot of games in hand and we're, we're, I think six points back. So like whatever, but it does. It's always nice to see the standings and to see your team at number one. Well, it's always nice to not play or yeah. Wow. I just got super excited. It's always nice (laughs) to watch your team play four games in a month and yeah, still be well within reach to win your <laughs> division title. So absolutely. Um, time, bright times are coming. We're getting healthy. Let's just hope. They absolutely. Stay the, yeah. The I, team's that was getting healthy. Very weird. 
that was very, very weird. All the injuries they had. That was not- injuries and COVID knocked out literally nine nine guys on the roster. And in the next five days, seven of them are coming back. We don't know for sure what Talbot's timeline is, and we don't know for sure what Spurgeon's timeline is. But Eck, Duhame, Kaprizov, uh, Greenway—they're all coming back. And We're, it's not like Spurgeon and all of them are going to miss much more time. They'll be back. No, exactly. The month, so, so by the end of January, we should be fully healthy. You know, knock on with, wood. With a Matthew Boldy, hopefully with the addition the of one Matthew Boldy, who didn't get three points, but he had a goal. And guess what? It was the game-winning goal. So stick taps to Matt Boldy for scoring the game-winning goal in his NHL debut against his hometown team. Also, That's- stick taps to beloved friend of the podcast, Marco Rossi. Yes. On his NHL debut, he didn't look out of place either. He, he didn't log any fine. points, and he's back down in Iowa because of contract reasons, but exactly. by God, did he look great. He looked fine. He looked like a player very much capable of making the jump next season and playing yep. on one of our top two lines and being just fine. He looked like he belonged. When he started When he started centering the power play, the first power play unit, a little part of my heart just fluttered away. Yeah, like, it was. I mean, you could tell it was a growing process for him. Yeah. First, his first, you know, period and a half or two in the NHL. Hey, there's going to be growing processes. Not all of you. Oh, can see, be I disagree. Boldy. I disagree a little bit. I think. I think that he looked. I think he looked like he belonged from the start, and then I think as he understood and kind of got used to the game, uh, as it as it kept him, uh, around the time you know, around that midway point when Kaprizov went down halfway through the second period, I think that you could just tell immediately that he got it. He was ready to go. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean though. I don't, I, and again, I'm not saying he was bad by any stretch. I just, you could tell on his first couple shifts, there was a few things he did and you're like, okay, he's got a little growing to do. And then all of a sudden third period comes to that Boston game. And then the whole Washington game, you're like, Nope. Okay. He's good. He's ready. Yeah. Which it's, no, we, dude, we're all entitled. I shouldn't say we because we don't play in the NHL. They're all <laughs> entitled to have a bad period every once in a while. They're human. I want to walk into your guys' jobs and just stare at you every yeah. single hour that you work and be like, oh, look at hey, slacking. He fucked up. He did Listen, that. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Zooch. I don't know about you as, you know, the meat cutting expert of the Wild Takes podcast. I don't know yep. if you've ever like accidentally miscut a piece of meat for somebody never uh i'm sure you haven't (laughs) and likewise i have also famously never ever once messed up at my job so i think that we need to hold our players to a higher standard of fair enough sheer and absolute perfection at all times and if they falter in any way shape or form i think we just take them out back and shoot them in the head (laughs) i think that's what we need to do yep okay that's i mean yeah, I kind of, you kind of went old yeller on here at the yeah. end, but I mean, I followed you. <laughs> Send him right to the glue factory like a like a hey, derby horse that broke point. its leg. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on Rossi, so he, you know they didn't feel hundred like percent. I'm really glad that you did because he deserves it. Is awesome. Can't wait to see him light it up. And if if my math is correct, he has seven more games that he can come up for this year. So hopefully, we haven't seen the last of Marco Rossi in the NHL this year. And you know we, what? If we, we have, might, uh, next year's going to be awesome anyway. I don't know. You see, if you get those injuries again, if any injuries pop up, 
you kind of have to throw the contract out the window at that point. If he's the best option you have at that position, you have to play him. This is yeah, absolutely. This is a team right now. I mean, is it really going to make your team worse if Marco Rossi, you know, grows with the players you have under contract for the next three years here? I mean, a lot of these names you're seeing in this wild lineup, you guys better get used to it. This is kind of the lineup you're going to be seeing minus maybe a Fiala and a Greenway. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, those are the only two right now that I could possibly see the why and Bukestead, obviously contract yeah. expiring, but shit, if Bukestead's back at under, you know, a mill and a half, it's kind of hard. I mean, to he's, he's got a minimum deal right now. Why exactly. wouldn't he stick around? Exactly. So the wild, this is a lineup, get used to it. Cause we're not going to be able to afford big end free agents. So uh, just get used to seeing the homegrown talent they've built as well as gotten through trades from X regimes and Billy Garen himself. So, I mean, I feel like Billy's built the team he sees that can succeed in Minnesota and I I'm on board. I don't know about you, Dev, but I think he fully has a grip on this franchise and I'm really excited 100%. to see what happens. hundred percent agree. Oh. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the wild text podcast. As always, thank you for listening to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you hate it, tell your enemies. We will see you next week with our upgraded equipment and production value. Super excited. we got a special guest coming. Stay tuned. Long live the piss missile. Let's go wild. Stay safe out there, folks. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Get up, get up. I got the guy.